As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Today, we have got Sarah with us, who is 20 years old. She's bravely telling her story for the first time. I have never heard of anything like this before in my life. And I have done some research on it. And I'm just going to read you a little bit of what I have read. So, what is PGAD? That stands for Persistent Genital Arousal Disorder. Experts characterize persistent um, PGAD as unrelenting, spontaneous, and uncontainable genital arousal, mostly in females. A person with PGAD can experience spontaneous orgasms that do not resolve arousal, and the arousal does not result from sexual desire. PGAD can lead to ongoing physical pain, stress, and psychological difficulties due to an inability to carry out everyday tasks. The condition can affect females of all ages. However, experts have not clinically confirmed the incidence of PGAD as many people with the condition feel too embarrassed or ashamed to seek medical help. So it's, it's, it's very brave of Sarah to speak out. Now, I immediately thought of a situation from Arizona. There was a guy housed with us and he, his man part was always inflamed and the youngsters were like, wow, that's so cool that your man part is always inflamed. But he said, no, this is a symptom of a serious medical condition to do with his blood and stuff, and he could actually die. So these are things to be taken very seriously. And Sarah, you know, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for and, having and, me. And telling us about this. Do you just want to tell us a little bit, before we get into it more, do you just want to tell us a little bit about you, your background, and how you first came to notice this when it first started? So I first noticed it when I was around 14. It wasn't just a sort of normal day. I didn't realize what's going on at that point. It's just I, I could feel a sensation which I couldn't really describe. And it was it was quite neutral. It, I just started worrying when it, you know, didn't just kept being there and I could never escape it it was it was sort of uh, sort of started to be a trap later on is that around the time when you started your period um it was before before it, it was before well, I started my period before it's I it I don't think it's sort of correlated in that sense no. so how many times a day can this happen um so with me it I sort of feel it's every day you have sort of discomfort. So I've made uh, scales from, I'm never sort of in zero. Let's say I'm 
sort of three, four um, scales and it's hard to concentrate and it's just like you have your mind, your um, your mind is somewhere else in a sort of crotch and it's it's unpleasant. But, um, but yeah, I try to be positive. So you're saying there's always a permanent feeling there but then it, it climaxes throughout the day? Is that- yes, I feel like it's... Un- it, it accumulates and the stress makes it worse. So I feel like it can't be stopped. I can't escape it. And then there is an attack and sort of you would think that it would be over, but it's just worse. And then it's a lot of pain. So pelvic pain, a lot of... um, And I do sort of can faint from the pain and yeah, that sort of... Well, that sounds sounds nasty, doesn't it? Yeah. Sarah, I was just wondering, how does this kind of affect your functioning? So what things can or can't you do? And do you have strategies to try and contain it at all? Yeah, um, of course. So sitting, definitely sitting. That's why I'm standing. I don't mind. It's <laughs> better. Help. Um, you know, sitting, definitely a lot more anxiety. I, 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 I don't go to school anymore because it just... Uh, everybody was sitting down and it's just finished it was finishing in the same structure I just had crying spells and I had the attacks and I tried to do my work and then it came and because the stresses and it's just it's just a vicious cycle I couldn't really um yeah so I've decided to go online from there and sort of uh, structure my life to that nasty disease did any of your schoolmates notice when this would happen um, yes, uh, one, when I was uh, 15, um, sh- um, one of my friends, she was looking at me and she said, oh, you look like in pain. I said, well, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't really like to, you know, feeling pity for myself. No, that's not my nature. No. But, Did you have to tell family members or somebody at some point? Um, I told my auntie ages ago, but it didn't my symptoms sort of escalated as the time went. Um, I did. I didn't tell them for quite long. Some people understand, some people don't. Um, what kind of reactions have you had? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, you're lucky. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're sort of um, making it up. It's just an excuse. And then some good reactions. And I've noticed when sort of I feel understanding the symptom. I guess it's sort of colorated over the brain, everything, isn't it? Yeah. That must how, be terrible. How do those reactions make you feel, those different reactions? Um, experienced. It's sort of, I, I've i looked, I see the world sort of from different angles. I sort of appreciate me um, experiencing different things, I guess. And in terms of um, medical kind of input, have you have you sought medical help? And if so, what's the what have you found the uh, services you've been provided? Okay, uh, that was oh that was a tough journey. I was going to doctors; they didn't really know. They kept sort of guessing or giving me the antidepressants. Maybe it's in your head. It, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was it was that was one of the toughest thing. And then I went to San Diego this year, and then they said, "Have you been examined down there?" I said, "No, never." I said, "Really?" <laughs> so um, yeah. And I, actually, they gave me 
antidepressants, which made me a really bad reaction. I was in a mental health hospital for around a few months. Um, yeah. You were in a mental health hospital? I was, yes. Really? In 2018, I was in mental health hospital because I think uh, I had uh, definitely a psychotic episode. A psychotic episode? Uh, I did, I yeah. did. And I, that was when you were on the medication? Yeah, and I stopped it and it stopped, I don't know. What, what was the symptoms of the psychotic episode? I couldn't, I was sort of in touch of the reality and... I couldn't tell what's dream and sort of when the I got the symptoms I feel sort of similar I wouldn't say it's a psychotic episode but I feel like it's sort of blurry like in the mat and then I come back but I'm sort of aware it's just hard to think for me must be yeah. well, sounds like um must <clears throat> must be horrible to have to deal with because it's like something that's that's kind of disabling you being able to do things all the time and when you go for help and the professionals they don't understand the situation it sounds to me like they just try this try that try this try that but nothing has worked has it no nothing has worked so far um i went that's why i went to the california like I was doing it my i didn't sort of give up searching for help and there are two leaders that sort of that are eradicating that disorder and you know, very blessed with it. So you reached out to the people eradicating the disorder and what reaction did they have to you? Um, the one in San Diego? Yeah. Definitely. He was more experienced about that disorder. He sort of knew. I, I finally felt like I'm getting the concrete information rather than just oh, I do feel sympathy for you, you know. Um, oh, that must be horrible. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> I, I, I sort of looked for answers, really. How That's old were you when you spoke to the person in San Diego? I was 19. That was last year. <clears throat> so was. from 14 then to 19, you were out in the wilderness with yeah. this. People were just trying this and that and nothing was working. Yeah. So for, for five years to go through that, I can't imagine how frustrated you must have been. At the end, I was. Was you on the verge of giving up? You're like, oh. Yeah, I had suicidal sort of attempts, yeah. Wow. And <laughs> did you find, any, did you develop any of your own strategies to like minimise the symptoms? So was there like certain situations, either physical or, or psychological stressful situations that you avoided, for example? Or how yeah, did, I how just waited. You? I just let, I... I found, I sort of accepted, I can't do it. I just have to wait for, let's hope, another day. When I sleep off sort of, and then the day, and then the thing is building up, and then it's, it's my life is sort of like a roller coaster. Sarah, can I ask a personal question? Yes, I can. What age did you start having sexual intercourse? I didn't have it. You haven't? No. No, you Okay. I, 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 that's, I do feel pain, and... And that was one of the questions that the doctors asked, because that's actually a cause. Can you insert a tampon? I was like, I could never tolerate it. And then I was in foster care, so my mom was sort of saying, oh, you can't, you can't do this. Um, I said, and I couldn't explain. I didn't know why, what's wrong with me. And that was one of his questions. And then he kept going. He was like, um, okay, when you touch your belly button, do you feel discomfort? I said, oh, yes, okay. Um, and, you know, and say, oh, you might have prolactive vestibular genia. I was like, oh, what's that? You know, it's when you have a lot of muscles and a lot of the things are cross-stitched. And I was like, oh, 
So that could be your cause. I need to see you to prove it. And he did prove it. So that was your cause? Yeah, that is my cause. So it's muscles all around there. It's mast cells. I have too many masters in the vestibule area. So when he needs to get rid of that area um, and he numbed it, numbed the area, and I didn't feel the pain, I could... I was like, what? Yeah, that was for two minutes. and then. It, so it's not a brain thing then, it's a it's muscle the, thing. Yeah, the problem is here. So what is the solution? Um, I need to get a surgery. What sort of surgery is it? Huh? You get rid of your sort of the vestibule and then they stitch it together. You don't have the um, the nerves, the area that is too ma- many muscles. He will, he will confirm with the pathology that it was the cause. Um, yeah, and in terms of the kind of psychological element, are there certain like situations that make it worse, or is it related to stress in any way at all? Definitely stress. Well, stress makes everything worse, doesn't? Yeah. It? yeah. Wow. Do you find yourself in a lot of stressful situations at the moment? Apart, um, I, I guess that's sort of my personality. I do get quite emotional myself, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's inevitable really inevitable of course everyone feels stressed so what about your relationships then like in terms of finding a partner things like that what what goes through your head and do you have to be careful about quite lucky um i do have a partner uh, that's my best friend so i was quite lucky that i didn't look for anybody but it just sort of happened but in terms of social situations i i don't i I'm, I'm, I don't have the sort of strength to do it. I don't know. I can't really predict. I can't. Mm, I feel too sort of ashamed sometimes. And my mood can switch like that. And I don't really want to answer any questions. And it's sometimes when the symptoms go so bad, um, every little thing, every little thing is sort of disrupting. And, you know, I sort of link to this... You know, too many, um, too many, um, you know? What's that? Too many, like social situations? No, sort of too many little factors can trigger it. It's so everything uh, from vision, I can hear too many, th- uh, like every little thing. So every, my Your senses, senses are heightened. Yeah, yes. horrible. That, yeah. That's that's sort of linking with so do you go to like many social situations like meals out and stuff like that or do you avoid all that no no with um with my auntie i will um but because she understands but usually no i don't and have you met many other people with this kind of disorder i've met a group um that sort of i there are three groups on facebook one is the safe one you get the interviewed and yes i have around eight 800 members there wow. not too many wow. usually thousands but so you said you know you, you're lucky to have found a, a partner who's your best friend mm-hmm. did your partner know beforehand or did, was it something you had to explain to your partner later on i sort of oh, you, you already put the glass down as well oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you know it's saying sorry <laughs> it's okay um uh, uh yeah he knew he knew from the start because that's sort of no he knew from the start because i didn't really feel fair I explained it. And what was his reaction? That he can, that, you know, he doesn't have to put up, um, 
how do I explain it? Uh, he doesn't really like he can be um a what's the nice word for that? He can work a ways around with without it. Without it. Yeah. yeah. And which I was like, okay. <laughs> so very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Very supportive, incredibly supportive. Yeah. Definitely. How old were you when you were having the suicidal thoughts? It was last year. And, and what what stopped you from doing it? Um, what stopped me from doing it? And how how did it get so bad that you were pushed to suicidal thoughts? Yeah, just the doctors. It's just the way in San Diego sort of seems so unreachable, and um, the doctors didn't um sort of really have the answers and I sort of wanted to rely I thought there was something wrong with me as well and yeah it must have been quite hard when this was all happening to tell people right so did you was there like certain people like close friends or family members that you felt you could trust versus people that you couldn't approach definitely yeah so how did you actually approach those kind of conversations do you remember Mm, I avoided it for a long time um and it's hard for me to explain it. It's even if I try, very few people do understand. Did people start to notice your behaviour who were family members and it got to a point where you felt you had to explain somewhat, otherwise they were gonna think there were other things happening? No, I didn't care at that point. I Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, d- I I was like You no. enough. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so you've, you've talked about standing up as your preferred position that's why you're here stood up today yeah what about when you're sleeping what does that position do um when i'm i'm sleeping on my tummy always and sort of with my uh, when with my legs sort of in number four so it's as less pressure as i have um sometimes i can't sleep because of that because the unwanted feelings are beseeching and waking me at night my auntie said i had it at night i she could sort of i was like oh really i i couldn't feel it but she she could feel it yeah she could tell me i i have sort of pain in my in my face and sort of i was you know while you're sleeping i'm cold yeah that's weird and what about when you're out and about like i don't know for example going shopping etc first of all do you do those things and if you if you're out how how does it affect you and how do you control it or minimize it i'm sort of fine i try um i try to focus on one thing sometimes i have to stop and sort of i have this pavement in there and um uh Yes, I do those things, but not. Um, I don't do it sort of consistently. I do it when I try. I learned to not beat myself about it, and sort of um, be accepting of when I do have the strength to do it, or when I don't. Oh well. What about exercising, running? Mm, it's it fluctuates. I don't know. For me, is is more of a, a cycle of everything being linked up. So when um, it my mood can quite fluctuate. So when I'm feeling down, I usually wouldn't. I do try. I I do try to push myself and push yourself. Do, but yeah. does it come on while you're exercising? Sometimes no, no, no it doesn't. That's, wow. No, it doesn't. When I'm running, 
I sort of it's ha- it's harder when I'm running because um I have the I I have this um trousers and sort of it's rubs then it does come but oh when I'm cycling I can't cycle but um usually I wear dresses to not have the uh, I don't have the underwear no underwear okay so usually Let's see. Okay. What about when you go to the bathroom? Is that painful? Yeah, I have a urinary frequent. I I go to the bathroom quite a lot. It's not painful. It can be some. It can be painful because yeah, it can be painful. Do you think there's um, misconceptions about your condition? Yes, and, it's mind, quite stigmatized. Do you mind telling some of our viewers what are these misconceptions? Uh, debunking some of them, telling us what the uh, yeah that are. we just are sex addicts and we sort of. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some of the misconceptions is that you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. But from my understanding, it's not, it's not a sexualized thing at all, is it? It's no. involuntary. It's, 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 it's your nervous system problems. going wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's one of your motives to come, you know, to talk to us today to debunk these misconceptions. And also, you said, you know, there might be someone out there who's. 14 now who this is starting with and they might go online and find you now and you could help that person yeah that that was sort of my reason to come here because a lot of people might suffer in silence like i used to do you did for five years mm-hmm. so what would your advice be to anybody like that watching this um it's like breast cancer really sort of you, they shouldn't be just because it's sort of that part shouldn't be ashamed of that the breast cancer don't get me it's horrible however it's not stigmatized and it's well the help is accessible for us it's not and it's because it's got the word orgasm in it yeah yeah and uh also with the a lot of people have committed suicide because of that if if we do sort of read and because that's why the dr goldstein really pushed to find and he is such a dedicating person because two of his his patients have committed suicide before 10 years ago so it sounds like what you're saying before that help is available but it's quite hard to find but once you find it there are experts that know know how to yeah there was one in san diego one in the netherlands yeah it does say it should we read some of this? How important is the Facebook group to you? How helpful has that been? Very helpful. I found I found a mentor, Linda. She was a Dr. Goldstein's patient as well. I travelled there and seen her. And did she get the operation? She had the same operation. And has her life completely changed? Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, and yeah. she had two operations because one of the other one, she had um, the spines. I don't need that, luckily. But yes. Does she get any kind of symptoms nowadays? Uh, this, this very, very little. And when and she says pee gut is under control, then she just learns to breathe. So that's quite encouraging, isn't it? That that the operation can really make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And and you're trying to raise money to get the operation yourself. Yeah, I am. Do, do you have like a donation page or anything like that? I I've set it up myself before, and. Yeah, I've set it up and some people were so supportive and I did raise £300, which I used for the ticket to San Diego. Um, and my auntie helped me 
a lot with sort of getting that as well, the support. Um, yeah. But how yeah. much how much money do you need now for the operation? $9,600. So that's what, about six, seven thousand pounds, is it? And then accommodation, wasn't it, and flights? Yeah. So, that's a so, so we're going to read some of the stuff that you've wrote yeah. and, and discuss it. Okay. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. I post this information because other people may suffer in silence with the same issue. And like me, not even knowing there are others out there to help them. That is not normal there. Sorry, that is not normal and there is help. After being pressed down to the wall of hesitation, I've finally broken it, hoping family family and friends and other fellow human beings could help to relieve Sarah's most unrelented, underhanded, physical, emotional and spiritual pain. Almost six years ago, Sarah was defeated by a truly deliberating disorder. It is debilitating. Debilitating, yeah. sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll no, get there in the end. Yeah, it, it is only... <laughs> do, you, do you want to read this? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm pulling my eyes. I wrote in the third person, so it's easier for me to post. I don't... <laughs> no, that's very good, though. Do you prefer that I read it? Verbatim, or do you want me to summarise? Do you want to start this you... again? Because, yeah, I've, I've completely... Fucking... Just, just go, take it. A... What was debilitating? Continue from debilitating. People think I can't read now. (laughs) Almost six years ago, Sarah was defeated by a truly debilitating disorder. It's unceasing, all-encompassing, with an ability to wreak emotional, spiritual, and physical havoc. And then you go on to say that it was first reported in medical journals in 2001, and it didn't even get an official name until recently. So therefore, it's an extremely rare and newly identified disorder. And you were saying that there's there's two leaders um, of study, one in San Diego, one in the Netherlands, which you were mentioning before. Um, Sarah didn't tell anyone of the physical, emotional and spiritual torture she was going through for a while. Hold on another minute. So you contacted somebody in the Netherlands as well, did you? No, I just, uh, for it, I just um, seen it on the list. And no, I didn't contact them. I just contacted one in San Diego, just because he had a free sort of courtesy call for 20 minutes. I've learned so much in 20 minutes than with the doctors here in four years. But Could yeah. you tell us something of what he said in those 20 minutes? Oh my goodness, I haven't recorded it. Yes, I can. Um, firstly, he mentioned, he predicted how my weather was here. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he, um, then he, asked me the key question of the tampons sort of my med- my um medical history which was a key and he was so knowledgeable and told me so many facts and i felt felt understood and yeah what are some of the facts Pardon? what are some of the facts sorry like the facts, because you said it, you mentioned he mentioned lots of facts about the yeah condition. he did about the condition you know some medical jargon really <laughs> i didn't really and <laughs> i tried to sort of keep up and um yeah he mentioned about vestibular dinner that um that i might have that he thinks why and he explained why and also he he, he explained the examinations that i would have to have that in order for them to um diagnose it and he did contact one of the doctors here in the UK. I did email. He emailed them immediately. 
And he said she cannot tolerate tampon. She has the thing. And yeah, that was that was conversation between them. That was quite funny. So it sounds like there are no kind of experts in the UK that yeah, are knowledgeable about this at all. Is that the thing is, right? they told me there are. Oh. And for me, yeah, they should tell me they don't know what they're doing in the first place. It was kind of I wasted so many much time, but oh well, nothing happens from. So the UK doctor then that he mentioned, yeah. did you go to to see that doctor? Um, yes, I have. And what happened with that doctor? I went privately and an hour. Um, I paid quite a lot of money for a letter, which I posted, and it was longer letter. It just stated how how horrible, in, in such a horrible condition I am really, it did. I didn't really feel like I'm going forward anymore. At that point, that's when I started escalating. Because thing is, you don't just want a doctor to describe what you've described no. to them. You want a treatment plan, right? You want a solution. No, yeah, no, <laughs> never had that. it. Never had it. Did that doctor perform any examinations? MRI and oh, it looks normal. And the other one seen, I was like, well, no, it doesn't look normal. <laughs> so there's nowhere in the UK that offers this surgery. Um. Not the sort of specific, because in America they sort of are doing, they were doing it for examine, um, experimental, and it did turn out to be quite good. Um, no, they're not actually, because they don't have the guidelines in the UK to perform that sort of specific. Too specialist. Yeah, it's. And America's kind of at the front of a lot of medical technology. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah. Now I've experienced that, yes. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Should we read a bit more of that? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> it's completely undesired, unlooked for, every second of every minute of every month and every year, genital arousal. You cannot avoid it. There is no escape, ever. It is not pleasant, it's not spoken of, and therefore most doctors don't know about its existence. And if they do, they have a tendency to, th- to throw the comments like, wow, I wish my wife would have this. Wow. Well, someone actually said that to you? Yeah. They did? Mm-hmm. A doctor? Mm-hmm. When I was sort of 80. No! <laughs> oh my God. That is was that in the UK? That's disgusting. Yeah. Was that a UK doctor? Yeah, it was like an echo. It's fun. I'm ashamed of yourself if you're watching this. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Um, it, it, is, it is as close as close as a lake of fire that one can experience. How do you keep yourself feeling pure when you're tormented constantly with feelings that you don't want? It takes every element of energy remain to put a camouflage on for people around you in, in order to at least appear normal always on edge it's insanity inducing people who have it commit suicide sarah has attempted has had two suicide attempts and many suicidal ideations how did you try to kill yourself with um i literally with the overdoses of line. overdoses yeah and I do have some scars, uh, but it was, yeah, it was sort of that peak of a sanity inducing. I didn't really want to do it. I just didn't know how to live anymore. That's the truth. And now that you're on some sort of path, I know you've still got a way to go in terms of raising money, but you're on a path of treatment. Has that helped yeah, with your mentality definitely. overall? Now tell me about it. Yeah, if you sort of feel the worst part of that condition, it's hopelessness, really. It's telling the the doctors telling you
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply that you're gonna get better when you see you're getting worse and you're sort of fighting yourself you want to be the civilized person that sort of um that sort of goes and listens to the people around them but sort of I started questioning things so is that really and sort of the battles in your head yeah um okay or they lose every sense of self they have because it's so isolating it destroys lives and relationship it drives sarah crazy families and relatives saw the effect at home sarah would be exhausted and every move would cause her hellish sort of pain the monster isolated her most of the time she would suffer in the bedroom alone in family gatherings she could not sit comfortably or at, or at all even at dinner she used to stand up in the back of the class getting a lot of questions from other students that caused her to have sudden crying spells and panic attacks nobody could understand why everyone thought that this has a pure psychological background and it's still misunderstood so when you were stood at the back of the class sarah yeah did your teachers understand why you were stood at the back of the class yeah they seemed to they seemed to understand at that point yeah they did but the students couldn't know no, I because didn't tell them. so then they would bully you and stuff would they um no just ask a lot of questions they were curious yeah okay. how did you find the teachers in general were they supportive would you say did anybody uh, try and talk no, to you about they it were, they fit, I, i could sort of explain it oh she says she has that let her do this and yeah i thought i think they were neutral not really supportive not really unsupportive yeah that's not what you want there really is it? when you're that young right? <laughs> teacher should oh, well. be supporting you did you when the students asked you questions did you want them to know the truth or were you concealing it i told them it's a medical condition on my back sort of hurts ah. yeah so because well i wasn't lying <laughs> yeah that's yeah. clever yeah yeah i think most people would probably do that wouldn't they I don't yeah think I would, definitely i don't yeah. have the courage to say anything else uh, we made an appointment with the world leader dr erwin goldstein in the research to eradicate this agony He said that there is nothing worse that he knows of as far as medical conditions go. We we're planning to make trips to San Diego. That's where his office is. The doctor has already an assumption of what the, what the cause of this monster is. So you wrote this just before you went? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, depending on the cause, it can fall under spinal cord abnormalities. Not in that case. Through the consultations with the front office, they would compose the process of many imaging, counselling because of the trauma, testing, trips, and staying in the hospital. Summing up, that would be approximately... I thought. <laughs> says that would be approximately $90,000. I thought, I thought yeah. so, because of the of, a lot of counselling, a lot of... Tri I thought I will go there many, maybe 10 times. I d that was my estimate. 
And then, so you thought 90,000 because you thought you were going there 10 times, then you went over, he goes, no, it's just the once. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much money I really do, but I really want that surgery done, really. We know what the surgery is. Yeah, we can work we out the costs of accommodation because how long do you have to stay over there? Four days. I four days, so four days accommodation. Four day, yeah, because four days, purely because three days before he will give me a lot of shockwaves to, and I I think to eradicate, uh, to um, ease my nerves before, uh, something like that. And one day for the surgery, it will be a whole day, and he would give me a lot of sedation so I don't feel, and I have to go as fast as I can. Yeah, and I imagine you need some time for recovery, right? I don't, you, yeah, six months. And here. But you can, you can fly mm-hmm. back straight yeah, after the surgery. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Um, Sarah cannot go on like this anymore, and she desperately needs help. It's extremely hard for me to ask. It's not in my nature, but I desperately want to survive and encourage other people to seek for help because there is always a, a way out. I need to reach out. Um, do you want me to carry on? Yeah. Please, if, if, if you have any means, do so. Contribute to this crowdfund account. It will truly change Sarah's life and end the crippling disorder that takes too many lives in silence. P.S. To clarify, I am Sarah. I've written it in the third person to make it easier for me to share. If you've made it to the end, thank you ever so much. Wow. And then it goes on to say that Sarah has got no non-parental support at all. She cannot get a credit card because the salary must be at least £10,000. She's a full-time student and can't get a full-time job and therefore can't get a loan. Yeah, I used to work as an activities coordinator and I used to faint because of, and I couldn't get too many stress, too much stress. I can't. How often do you faint from it? I do end when it gets sort of too much. So three attacks, then I feel so dizzy. Yeah, and if you don't mind me asking, because it's a yeah. bit personal, what's the kind of situation with your parents and their understanding of this? Are they supportive at all? Are they? No, I actually don't. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Um, my parents are not really present. Uh, my father at all. My mother, she has issues of her own and she has issues. Nothing really, you know. She has. They're not in a position to, to help. They're not in a position to help me really. Because yeah. it was your aunt that you were close to, wasn't it? That was helping you, your auntie. Yeah. Mm. Jen's friend. I know her. Yeah, she's mm. a wonderful woman, mean cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet you were having fun there. <laughs> so, but yeah. Based on Sarah's history, the doctor is suspecting a uh, pudendal nerve pathology and vestibulo vestibulodynia the treatment comprises physical examination tests and surgeries such as neurolysis and entrapment they have found out that this will be available this is a breakthrough that will also help other girls and women and occasionally men with the same devastating matter the downside of this all is that the insurance will not cover it none of it because they do not recognize it as a legitimate health condition yet yet i said it so they don't recognize it at this present moment Mm -hmm. So, so you mentioned that it does happen to men, but it's a, a lot less common. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? It's some called of these... different prayer prism. That's the what the guy I knew is. had. It was up all it's day. Horrible. It was up all day. Yeah, I've actually heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. said about these pages on it's Facebook. Like you've been raped by your whole. Oh, well, sorry, carry on. Sorry. Who said you've been raped? No, no, no. It's like it's like being raped by your own body. Oh, oh. gotcha. Because it's just nonstop. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a trap. It's. 
It's, it's to do with the blood with Priapus, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's Sorry? A... So these Facebook pages, do you ever get creeps or weirdos try and troll you on them? No, because of the that, that's a safe one. That's okay. the one I'm on. It's a safe one. Are there a lot of unsafe ones? No. There's no. only one with Linda Cataldo in it. Uh, it's, yeah. Have you ever had any kind of trolls or hatred uh, from the internet? No, or? because I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> Best way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the end. Yeah. Hi. Wow. So what do you do now? Um, you know, in my, you mean in my life? Yeah. Try to, um, what? I am a student and I did, and I teach online sort of standing. I try the best things I can cope with. Really. So you have a standing workstation? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And what, what subjects do you teach? Eng- English or foreign, um, ESL, as a foreign language and biology. So what's an average day like for you? Um, I can't predict it. That's why I can. <laughs> I can't predict it. That's why I can't work. Because you never know what's no. going to happen. So you can't live a normal life. No. No. What about like what? What would be the, a realistic best day for you and worst day for you? For me, for me, the worst day for me the worst time is really wanting to do so much, but I can't. Yeah. And it's it's the limitation uh, of physical along with psychological actually um so at its worst are you like sort of crouched over in pain or are you lying in bed or are you walking yeah. around so what's what kind um, of... well all different position i can sit uh, i can sort of sit down and trying to when you think you're gonna that's the thing that's the worst thing when you think you're gonna go orgasm it's gonna go away it's even worse it makes it worse and it and they're just on top of each other and sometimes there are days I can't sleep, I can't think, I can't, yeah. Sounds like a nightmare. must be difficult to plan things. That's what, yeah, that's why I'm, (laughs) I'm, I I can't go to school, I can't, I actually don't plan with anybody anything because I don't know, I planned to go out with my uncle, I couldn't do it. (laughs) It's not a life you want, is it? And if, uh, when, when you have the occasional good days, are you able to function to a degree on a good day? Like, would you be able to go out and about? Like, would you be able to go shopping in the cinema, for example, on a good day? Or? Cinema? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're sitting there. Um, yeah, probably going on a walk um, and really being in my zone because I'm an I, I'm an introvert. I do like my own company. I like my music. I like doing things on my own. Sean's one too. (laughs) (laughs) What about your partner? As your partner's life, does it have to, does he have to adjust his life in certain ways? It doesn't feel like that, no. Comes quite naturally to us. That's good. Yeah, that's Mm. good. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And, and, you know, for, for people watching this then, so anyone perhaps who finds this video, who has this condition, um, what what do you say to them? Um, do not give up, no matter how hard it sometimes seems. You can, you sort of, well, the worst thing is hopelessness and didn't, and you have the right to feel, to feel horrible. You have the right, do not beat yourself about it. 
do not it's hard to conform to the society when they go so fast it's hard to it's hard to follow up it's as it says it said in an article i wrote you take all the energy to appear normal and yeah it does get tough but you're not alone <laughs> and let me know and i will add you to the support group well said so we're going to put your uh, crowdfund link in the um, below the video. Thank you so much. Do you want us to include the Facebook group or do you have any socials or any contact information you want us to include? Um I don't really have any other um any active you can do Facebook. So include the yeah. Facebook group is that or your Facebook page? Mm. I don't really have there anything about my disorder, though. I put it on private. Mm. So maybe the group. The yeah. Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's yeah. private as well, though. Is it? Well, so they've got to apply they, to join. Ask. Is that how yeah. it works? Which is good, because that keeps the idiots out. Exactly. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Stop the trials. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Can... So if somebody's got the disorder, send them to the Facebook group, and they have to do a... Was yes. it a quiz? Da da da. You somebody calls you. What phones you up and interviews you about it? No, not phones you. Radio. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Mm. Oh wow. Uh, yes, tight group. It is mm. a tight group because it's it needs to be, isn't it? Yeah. We don't yeah. we don't need yeah. idiots. <laughs> so, so during this interview I've been watching your body language then and sometimes you've been going like this with your hand. Is that because you're fending off an attack? Um Yeah, sort of I sort of because if I would sit down, it would just escalate. I don't want it that. It's it's possibly that, yeah. It's also anxiety. It's mixed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a very good speaker. You've been very composed. I tried. Yeah, and, you know, considering um, what you've been through and you've never told your story before, you, you're very articulate. And I think people are going to watch this <laughs> and the hearts are going to be open and they're going to reach out and support you. So we really appreciate you coming along. Thank you so it's, much. It's such an important thing to tell because... Like you said, there could be people out there going through it who are on the verge of killing themselves like you were and they could find this and it, it could save some lives. So thank you. Oh, yeah. no, thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, it's very thank you. So. It might not be actually that rare. <laughs> that sort of this condition because not many people talk about well, it. Hopefully after watching this, people come forward. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? If they're ashamed, because it says, when I read the introduction, it says, a lot of them are ashamed and don't ever yeah. get any treatment. So there could be a hell of a lot more people out there once the awareness is raised that could unite to, to get the treatment spread around the world. That's what I think. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank I'll come give you a hug. Oh. <laughs> get out my bad back. Thank you for having me. That's all right. Do you want any water or anything? Thank you, Sarah. Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one. So it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Gen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. 
Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk This podcast is sponsored by Gadfly Press. We are proud to announce the publication of The Girl Gambler, a young woman's story of her escape from gambling addiction. The story of a young girl's entrapment in gambling addiction. The true advert for problem gambling and how it controlled her every movement, every thought and almost took her life. How the guilt and shame that go hand in hand with addiction stopped her from reaching out for help for eight years as she didn't feel it was okay for a young female to be a problem gambler. How she believed it was a male-dominated problem and how eventually she did find the tools that enabled her to become free of her addiction. Available worldwide on Amazon, link in the description box below this video. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.